0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning,
1: and welcome to the Morning Bulletin as we bring you the top Liverpool FC stories right here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark, and on Thursday, the 30th of July, these are your top stories. Jurgen Klopp and Andy Robertson open up on mental health as part of the Heads Up campaign. Liverpool youngster who could save Reds millions is revealed second bite at the cherry, could Klopp swoop to sign one of Bournemouth's relegated stars, and why Liverpool hold all the cards in Manchester United's pursuit of their top summer target. Well, joining me to get stuck into all of those is our blood-red writer, Matt Addison. Matt, you've got a busy day in store. I hope you're ready and raring to go, mate.
0: Yeah, certainly am. Um, there's uh, a couple of bits on here that I'm going to be writing about today, I think, and Plenty more besides, yeah, it's been a a busy few days for for stories, and I think uh, that is only going to continue the season's finished. But certainly, transfers and and that sort of thing, you know, it never really stops, does it?
1: No, it certainly doesn't. I'm mad to think that that two weeks that Jurgen Klopp gave his players off, we're already well past halfway through that first week so before we know it they'll be back in pre-season training and we will be preparing for the new season but let's get on with things this morning then and our top story today the first one to get into this morning is a very important topic both Jurgen Klopp and Andy Robertson have been taking part in the Duke of Cambridge's Heads Up campaign.
0: Yeah it's a really important topic isn't it To, to start with as you say Jurgen Klopp Andy Robertson, uh, Maya Jammer and Manchester City's Ilkay Gundogan and Phil Foden as well, all getting involved and and sort of putting together some short video clips, I believe, to to sort of talk through their mental health issues that they might have had in the past and sort of start that conversation, really. So, I mean, Andy Robertson in our story on the website is the one who, who features most prominently talking about you know sort of the uncertainty through the lockdown and and that sort of thing and and further back when he was released by Celtic at the age of 15 he said he had a, a few mental health troubles at, at that sort of time because obviously that would have would have been difficult for him but of course he has has bounced back and, and come right back to the top so yeah plenty of, of interviews I believe on the the Heads Together YouTube channel well worth checking out I'm sure and you know it, it's so important for for well for, for everyone really to to be talking about this sort of thing but certainly people who, who have a profile like andy robertson and jürgen klopp and, and the rest of the people on that list that i mentioned because you know it, it's not something that historically we've talked about too much but certainly it's uh, an important topic to get into and i think it, it's just worth mentioning as well if if you are struggling you can text heads up to 85258 um, and that will send you through to a, a chat with a chained Trained crisis volunteer, I should say. So, anybody who who is listening and and who is struggling, you know, do sort of speak out and and do something about that because you know it, it's something that you know the the stigma is getting less and less and and hopefully that will just keep continuing in the the next few months and and years and certainly things like this can only be beneficial.
1: Yeah, as you're saying. Jurgen Klopp a real sort of humanitarian he he is always keen to speak on key topics and in this video it's about five minutes long we've got it on the the Blood Red YouTube channel as well. If you're a subscriber, the full five minutes, there is a shorter clip on the Echo's uh, Twitter feed doing the rounds, but the full five minutes you can find on the Blood Red YouTube channel. And Jurgen Klopp within that as well, Matt, speaks rather candidly actually about his managerial career and how unfortunately his father passed away just months before he took over the job at Mines and how that's a somewhat of a, a regret for him that his father's never been able to see him as a manager. And he does, as I say, speak very openly About it, So do head to the the Blood Red YouTube channel to check that one out. But next up then, staying with our colleagues on the Echo Sports Desk and uh, Sam Carroll, the organiser of our weekly five-a-side game, which we've got tonight. Hope you uh, bring your shin pads, Matt. Well, uh, Sam's written a profile piece today on one of the Reds youngsters who, with the transfer policy at Liverpool at the moment unclear, could be looking to seize an opportunity when they return for pre-season.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a, a tough ask for, for Jake Kane to, to sort of go into this Liverpool team. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp has got a lot of, of midfield options at the moment. Still only 18, Jake Kane, but certainly he's one to sort of keep an eye on. I suppose you could compare him to, to maybe Curtis Jones this time last year or or a couple of years ago. So he, he's not a million miles away and, and the sort of pathway to that first team is very much still there. And as Sam says in the piece, particularly once Liverpool move into this new training ground in Kirby, obviously moving away from Melwood at some stage this summer. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, certainly one to, to watch out for. And, and Jake Kane is is somebody who, you know, I've watched plenty of. You know, I think Sam says something along the lines of, you know, in, in his piece, you know, those who've watched regularly compare him to Jordan Henderson. I know certainly I have done both of those things. I've watched him a fair bit over the last couple of years. And, and certainly I've compared him to, to Jordan Henderson in the past as well. So, yeah look he's he's very bright on the ball very positive he's been at the academy a long time i think he he joined them when he was only 9 or, or 10 so yeah he's uh, certainly a player to look out for people will have seen him against Shrewsbury in the FA cup earlier this season um you know very very talented didn't sort of stand um, stand out as as being you know a young player particularly in that game even though he was Know, one of the most inexperienced in what was a, a really inexperienced team that did really well on that occasion. So, yeah, certainly he's uh, an excellent player, excellent midfielder. Um, as I say, more sort of a, a number eight, or he can play as as the number six, that holding player. But you know, he's he's more of a, a Jordan Henderson than say a Fabinho in that. You know, he'll you know he's more than capable of of putting in a tackle, but his best sort of attributes are more on the ball and and his passing and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, he's uh, very quiet, very understated. Um, I've spoken to to him a few times, but he's, uh, yeah, certainly uh, as quiet as he is, he's very, very loud and, and very good on a football pitch. So that is, of course, the main thing, the most important thing. So, look, I would imagine that Jake Kane will make it definitely somewhere. Um, fingers crossed, you know that's at, at Liverpool, and and he can sort of become a, a regular um, over the next few seasons. But uh, I'd be surprised if if it was next season that he begun to got chances. But uh, potentially, you know, maybe he might you know spend next season with the academy still, maybe go out on loan. Uh, but certainly, he's got a, a very very good chance.
1: Yeah, well, we've seen the the Trent Alexander Arnold prototype in Nico Williams roll off the production line from kirby hopefully if you're saying there there's a jordan henderson one in in jake kane that could be very exciting indeed we'll have to take your word for it matt well coming up next then we'll get stuck into the morning's transfer news are liverpool in the market for a relegated player once more It certainly worked in the past and how could the reds scupper manchester united's summer transfer plans the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo Lloyd Kelly. He was linked during the early stages of last summer, Matt. But this morning, the Express are reporting that Jurgen Klopp might be about to have a second bite at the cherry. You'll have to forgive the pun. I couldn't help myself. But, um, yeah, Lloyd Kelly may be back on Liverpool's radar once more.
0: Yeah, it it certainly makes sense, doesn't it? He's actually someone I'm thinking about writing about today, actually. It's uh, somebody that we've spoken about a a few times, obviously, last summer, as you say, in Liverpool were interested. They weren't prepared to pay as much in a transfer fee as what Bournemouth were. But Bournemouth ended up paying thirteen million for him for, you know, a, a Championship player is a, a significant amount of money. Liverpool weren't prepared to go quite that high. Um, obviously, brought in from from Bristol City, and he's uh, not not been absolutely brilliant for Bournemouth this season. But you know, he's not twenty two until October. Um, the fact that Liverpool were interested last summer. You know, it it would then follow. It it would make sense that they were, you know, still interested in him despite the fact that he's not played a great deal this season. You know, it's clear that a left-sided centre back and or left back, uh, and he can play in both positions, would be beneficial. I think for Liverpool going into next season to have a little bit more cover in both positions. I suppose it's just a case of, of whether Liverpool still feel that he's the best option that they can get. Whether he would. Prove to be value for money. I'm sure Bournemouth would want as close to that 13 million that they paid for him as possible, despite the fact that they've been relegated. So, look, it, it wouldn't be a huge shock if Liverpool have continued to to rate him highly throughout this season. You know, Liverpool's scouting team, we know it. It's very much you know a thorough process. They won't just you know regard one or two dodgy performances this season as you know something to, to base it on. They'll they'll base it on what they based it on last summer. So you'd imagine that they will you know still be be pretty uh, interested in him i suppose it's it's just a the case then as i say of of whether he is the right player whether there's somebody else that they could get or indeed whether liverpool you know have any transfer budget at all you'd imagine that 10.9 million that they got for dan lovren will be able to go back into that transfer kitty but you know will that be enough to sign lloyd kelly i'm not too sure i don't don't know the, the details of it and I don't know how much Bournemouth would value him at so certainly one to keep an eye on um you know in a, a summer that we don't expect Liverpool to be particularly busy or, or buying particularly expensive players it's certainly one that that is a possibility uh, but at this stage you know it's uh a little bit too soon I think I, I think it's the express isn't it that's that's reporting Liverpool that are very interested and maybe have, have begun talks but I'd be surprised if, if that was the case, but you never know.
1: It is a policy that's worked in the past, though, isn't it? Ginny Wijnaldum, Andy Robertson, Jordan Shakiri, Klopp does like perhaps trying to pick off players from sides that do, do get relegated. And we'll have to see how that one does play out, especially with Yasser Larucci being told he could move on. And as you've already alluded to, Dejan Lovren, Already leaving. A versatile option to play both centre half as he has for Bournemouth and at left back would wouldn't go amiss for Liverpool. But our final story this morning then comes from the Echo once more. Although the mirror have also put some meat on the bone of this transfer rumour, which that is what it is. It's a transfer rumour before anyone sort of gets on our, our back. We don't want anyone getting overly excited. But the uh, indication is, isn't is that Liverpool are going to make a move, but they could scupper the uh, Manchester United's move for their number one target, Jaden Sancho, because it turns out the Reds are maybe his preferred destination, Matt.
0: Yeah, reports in, in Germany over the last couple of days seeming to suggest that Jaden Sancho prefers a move to Liverpool over Manchester United. and. I suppose it it sort of makes sense because Liverpool are in a much better position at the moment. They're much more likely to win trophies, certainly the major ones in the Premier League and the Champions League. But I suppose my initial reaction to this was, is it just a classic case of of an agent or a club or someone leaking some information that, you know, might just be in their interest more than perhaps the truth. I think it wouldn't be a massive shock if this was maybe coming out from Borussia Dortmund's side of things, if they were trying to get Manchester United to, to up their bid, for example. It might be beneficial to leak that there's you know some interest from other clubs. So, yeah, look, you you do wonder whether that is the case. We're led to believe that Borussia Dortmund want around 110 million pounds, 120 million euros. United apparently bid 89 million. I'm not sure whether that's true or not, but uh, certainly the indications are that Manchester United are, are the only club who are in a position to sign Jadon Sancho this summer. Obviously Chelsea have, have got money to spend as well, but it appears that they've spent, you know, significant amounts on other players. It looks like Kai Havertz might be the next one. So they seemingly have other targets and I suppose in, in any other year, you'd expect Liverpool to be interested. 17 goals, 17 assists in the Bundesliga this season. know he's obviously a world-class player at the age of 20. That's hugely exciting for, for any club to be bringing in a player like that. So, look, if, if Jadon Sancho could stay for one more year at Borussia Dortmund, I'm sure Liverpool potentially could be interested next season, finances permitting. But, you know, even then it would be a record signing for Liverpool to make. It would be a huge investment, you know, even in a normal season. So yeah, certainly want to keep an eye on the fact that the stories are coming out, um, whether they're true or not, that Jaden Sancho would prefer a move to Liverpool. I suppose almost whether it's true or not, isn't really relevant for, for Liverpool in, as much as, you know, it's it is truth if Dortmund think that's a believable thing to make up. I suppose that's an exciting thing in itself for Liverpool fans to think that, you know, not too long ago, Manchester United would have been in that position of of being the preferred destination. Certainly Liverpool are now. Certainly the tables have turned in that in that regard. But look, I think Jaden Sancho, as I say, he'd be a fantastic signing for for whoever, whether that's Manchester United, whether that's somebody else further down the line, I'm not too sure. But uh Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting and I'm sure in terms of of Liverpool, it would be hugely beneficial if Jaden Sancho didn't sign for Manchester United, but I suppose for the Premier League as a whole, it would be very exciting.
1: Yeah, and I suppose when you talk there about transfer fees as well, it would be a a Sadio Mane on top of a Virgil van Dijk in terms of transfer fee. And if he turned out to be both of those kind of players, it would be something exponential for Liverpool. So Sancho 2020 might not be happening, but I suppose just a quick one, Matt. It is a deal as well that the rest of the Premier League namely Manchester City will have an eye on because they'll get a a sell-on fee from Sancho if he were to move and if it is over a hundred million pounds as is being reported then that money that they've already looked to put down on Ferran Torres would already have been spent wouldn't it?
0: Yeah certainly Ferran Torres looks like he's going to to City now it seems to be a, a really good signing I know we touched on that the other day that seems to have developed they seem to have got him very cheaply as well so it's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And I suppose just before we finish, we should mention Rian Brewster as well. Obviously, another attacking option for, for Liverpool. Obviously, got himself on the score sheet for Swansea last night. Swansea, unfortunately, didn't get through to the, the playoff final. But, uh, yeah, certainly Liverpool have got plenty of decisions to make, whether that's Jaden Sancho, whether it's Rian Brewster, whether it's someone else. You know, Liverpool are going to have to make attacking reinforcements at some point in the next 12 months. But, uh, yeah, time will tell where they end up doing that and how much they can spend.
1: Yeah, and Marie-Ann Brewster, of course, part of that England youth side with Jadon Sancho, so may not have gone off to new pastures and be talked about with a high transfer fee but certainly a player who was as highly rated during his time with the England youth set up and as you say onto it I think it was 11 goals he finished with for Swansea in the championships. so not a bad tally having only been there since January but that's all from us this morning here then on the morning bulletin podcast from Blood Red as always keep your eyes fixed across what's going on over on the Liverpool Echo website including the Daily Transfer blog, which as always rounds up all the big Liverpool transfer news in one place for you. Also, stay tuned to Blood Red, wherever it is you get your audio on demand, as well as over on our YouTube channel, the liverpool.com podcast will be with you later on today as Christian Walsh, Ollie Connolly and Dan Morgan dish out their inaugural end of season awards. Thanks for joining Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, here on the Morning Bulletin podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day.